This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Good Thursday afternoon. Yes, it is a warm one. And as Darcy said, uh, we've got um, temperatures in the mid to high 20s over the next couple of days. So make sure you've got lots of water with you and wear some sunscreen. Let's see here. Uh, You know what? Actually, as I think about the hot weather and it's summertime and I think about the parents who have to do stuff with their kids. And I know um, a favorite of mine was going to Riley Park, the waiting pool, because, of course, that's a great way to spend some time with kids. And it's not that expensive because we know raising kids comes at a very high cost. And that's what I want to talk about this hour. As always, I'm looking to you for your stories, 403-974-8255. Maybe you're in my age group where my kids are now young adults. I've got two of them. You know that. Maybe you're in your 20s or 30s and you're thinking, can we have kids not just biologically, but financially. Can we afford to have kids? Because it is expensive. And kids, I don't know whether it is we're talking 2017 or we're talking the 1960s. Kids always come at a cost. But recent surveys and studies have shown that it just is getting more and more expensive to have children to the point where a lot of families and couples are saying, hopefully we can have one. We don't think we can afford two children. David McDonald, senior economist with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives, joins us today. Hello, David. Hi, thanks for having me. Nothing new that it costs money to have kids, is it? It isn't, it isn't indeed. But uh, when you start breaking down the different uh, big expenditures that parents can expect to make uh, over, their, over a child's lifetime, childcare fees when they're younger, tuition fees when they're older... Um, if you track these individually, you find that uh, they're rising and rising rapidly in many cases. When you say track them individually, so let's take um, childcare. Uh, are you are you comparing this to the cost of childcare 20 years ago, or what are we looking at when we come up with a number? Well, so the the think tank I work for, the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives, has been doing a survey of childcare fees in Canada's big cities uh, over the last three years. So it doesn't go back to 20 years ago, but it's over the last three years. Uh, And it's really the first of its kind. We don't have data of how much childcare cost in Calgary 10 years ago or 20 years ago. But I can tell you what it cost two years ago. uh, And and we're in the the process of updating all those numbers, so we'll know what it cost in 2017. Um, But to parents of of children, this is going to come as no surprise. Uh, Calgary is actually one of the most expensive cities in the country when it comes to child care for preschoolers. So this is the most common category of three to five-year-olds. Uh, and in Calgary, it'll cost you, this is the median, so this is like the middle, this is the middle space. Yeah. Uh, it'll cost you $1,000 a month. So half the folks in Calgary pay more and half the folks pay less. Um, but in the middle, it's $1,000 a month for, for preschool kids. $12,000 a year, uh, it's about twice what, what university tuition is. Uh, and that's for one child. And so if you have two children, now all of a sudden it's easily over $20,000 a year. So it's really an incredible cost for, for working families. Uh, and a lot of folks that don't have kids and, and, and haven't necessarily had to search for childcare uh, don't, don't know what an incredible burden it is for young families to, uh, to pay these fees. Uh, when you look at the numbers, as you say, you haven't been tracking it for a long period, but even a couple of years ago, was it still around that median uh, range of $1,000 a month? 
Well, what's interesting is over the over the three years that we've done it, um, we we can now tell whether these fees are rising faster or slower than inflation, and and in which cities they're rising at a faster rate. Calgary is in the middle of the pack in terms of increases, uh, but fees have got up gone up nine percent between 2014 and 2016. That's much faster than inflation, which mm. was just below three percent. So. In Calgary, you're going up at about three times the rate of inflation, or you have been over the last couple of years. So that's pretty rapid, and it's you know it's parents that are uh, that are footing the bill for those big increases year after year. Uh, and so this isn't as bad as say Toronto, where they've seen a fifth, an incredible 15% increase over over three years. Uh, but uh, you know it's about in the middle range. So it's 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 common to see these big increases in childcare fees. Um, but, uh, you know, you're not necessarily going to pay $1,000 if that's what you paid the first year. It may go up, you know, at, at uh, 5 or 10% a year. So that, that can be very expensive for, for parents uh, that are working. And then even when you say, as you watch it in relation to inflation, I wonder, have you got the figures that show how wages are keeping up with that, what we have seen with wages? Because that would be a, a huge factor as far as even being able to afford it if your, your wages and salaries aren't keeping up. That's right. And so certainly over the last decade in Calgary, we've seen quite strong wage growth uh, in large part connected to the uh, development of the oil sands. Um, That has uh, stalled out, uh, as I'm sure your listeners know, over the last couple of years. Um, One of the interesting features of Canadian life is that it used to be uh, that uh, female labor force participation was much lower than uh, male labor force participation. Women didn't work as much as, as men did. And over the last 20 or 30 years, and this is a you know, a unique feature to Canada is we've seen an explosion in, in terms of women working, right? So this is, in Canada today, women work. Uh, this is just the, the, the course of things. Um, and that actually has been a huge help in terms of continuing to increase family incomes as, as male wages in Canada in general have stagnated. Now, that's not as true in Alberta. In Alberta, male wages actually have, have been, uh, growth has been fairly strong over the last decade because of the oil sands, but it's been drawn back a bit over the last couple of years because of the collapse in, in development there. Uh, and, you know, child care fees, uh, high child care fees in particular, are an impediment to both people and the family working because you, you start to do the math and you say, geez, it's going to cost $20,000 or more to put two kids in child care. Maybe it makes sense to not have one of the parents work, almost always the woman. Um, and so with lower fees, like you'd see, say, in Quebec, where instead of paying $1,000 a month, you're paying $180 a month. Um, you see much higher uh, female labor force participation. Women can, you know, childcare isn't unduly. It's not. It's not an. It's not a giant burden on the family budget. So, uh, both parents can work and, and raise family incomes as a result. Well, you've just hit a very touchy subject here with my listeners, especially when we talk about Quebec's daycare model, because yeah, $180 sounds great for a family, but in the end, that's uh, that's a price that's borne out by all taxpayers then, correct? Because it's a subsidized program, heavily subsidized. Oh yeah, you've got to pay for it, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't just set the fees at $180 a month because everyone will go bankrupt, right? Yeah. You'd, never, you'd have no childcare. And so, um, one of the interesting things about childcare is that, is that there's a there's a big impact on government finances as a result of more people working because they think it's worthwhile, right? Because they, you know, they're not paying $20,000 a year in childcare fees. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as they go back to work, they pay more in income taxes. Uh, and there was an IMF study that just came out yesterday or two days ago uh, that looked at this issue, not just in Quebec, which is often where it's looked at, but across the country, if we had more affordable childcare, more people would be working, paying taxes and so on. Uh, and the IMF calculated that 
you could you could make an extra eight billion dollars in income taxes at the federal level uh, if you had more affordable childcare. Presumably, you could sort of take that eight billion dollars and recycle it in, in in terms of creating lower fees. So it's not a deadweight loss uh, providing childcare, more affordable childcare. In fact, it can be very beneficial to governments. Uh, the the challenge, of course, is that it's usually the federal government that benefits because they're the ones that collect the most in personal income taxes. Mm. So if a province, say like British Columbia, that's considering a $10 a day plan, or Alberta that's yeah. now experimenting with $25 a day spots, um, they may spend the money to, to create lower cost spots uh, and folks may go back to work, which is great. Um, but the federal government is the one that benefits the most in terms of increased uh, income tax revenues because the provinces don't charge as much in income tax. Right. I mean, they'll get their share, but not as much as the federal government would. And, and David, I'm glad you kind of laid that out because um, after I finish talking with you, I'm going to open up the phone lines and the text. And I know invariably I'm going to hear from listeners who are saying, wait a second, why are my tax dollars going to uh, so that uh, a family can have two people working? So yeah, say it again, though, because I, I want people to understand the economics of it overall when it comes to people contributing to the economy and working. Yeah, well, you, you want people working if they, you know, if they want to work and they have the skills to work, you want them working. Uh, it's good for the tax base because when they work, they pay taxes. Um, but it's also good for the economy because if they work, they make more money uh, and then they're going to spend that money someplace in the economy. So if you've got two people working and they, they want to work, then they're going to have more money to go to dinner, to uh, you know, buy stuff at the local store, and go out to the, you know, the the market and, and buy fresh vegetables and whatnot. Uh, and so, the more people working, the stronger the economy, as well as the stronger revenues for um, uh, for governments. And childcare is a particularly for for female labor force participation is one of the key factors. So, for most of the for for ninety well, percent of the people that are working part time involuntarily due to childcare are women. So there's, there's a lot of folks that, that would like to work full-time but can't work full-time because they can't find childcare. And so then therefore, they're working part-time, making less, spending less, paying less in taxes. But then on the flip side, because um, some families look at the economics and also they decide that, you know what, we don't want our child in child care. We want to make it work where only one of us is working and mom or dad is going to stay at home with the kids. So from your perspective, do governments do enough to be able to encourage that option as well? And I'm thinking of credits or the, the whole tax system that encourages, you know what, we're instead of affordable child care, we're also going to encourage uh, one of the, you know, the spouses to raise the kids. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the Canada Child Benefit, which is paid out to all families, increases mm-hmm. in value as the family income declines. And so if you have a single earner family instead of a dual earner family, you're likely to have lower income as a result, and you're likely to get more from the Canada Child Benefit. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, um, and, and, I mean, not only the Canada Child Benefit, there's provincial equivalents in Alberta. The GST credit works the same way. And so as you work less, these other programs step up in terms of, in terms of transfers. Um, but that's becoming, uh, I mean, this, is, this was much more the case, say, in the 70s in Canada. It's much less the case in Canada today. Female labor force participation is very similar to, it's just, just a bit behind, but very similar to male labor force participation. Hmm. But you see a lot more involuntary part-time for women in particular, and that's largely due to family responsibility. So women are saying, I want to work full-time, um, but, you know, I've got to take care of the kids and the, 
you know, school school does not run from nine to yeah. five, and daycare programs don't run from nine to five. They run from nine to three, and so you can't really work full time. And even if you've got childcare programs in school and so on, somebody has to has to make up the the slack there, and that's that's almost always women. Mm. Hold on here, David. Uh, I've got more questions for you, and um, definitely keep the text coming. And I'm going to open up the phone lines as three at three thirty as well. David McDonald is my guest. He's a senior economist with the Canadian Center for Policy Alternatives. We are talking about affordable childcare, and I know we always generate a lot of conversation on this topic, and I want to generate that conversation this hour. I'm Angela Cocott. You're listening to Calgary Today. The cost of raising kids, always a hot topic, getting lots of great texts, 403-974-8255, and that's the number to call as well. Here's a good text, though, Ange. It is incredible how expensive kids are. My husband works full-time and out of necessity due to childcare expenses. I'm working evenings and weekends. My kids would like to be a leader to do all the activities their friends do, indoor soccer, hockey, gymnastics, dance, are all out of reach for us. And we make too much to qualify for low-income subsidies. A yearly vacation is simply out of the question. Neither my husband or I have had a wage increase in five years, yet the price of everything else keeps going up. We simply do the best we can and hope that our kids do not come out feeling resentful for it. David McDonald is my guest, senior economist with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. David, I think that text pretty much sums up what a lot of families are facing in Canada. That is one of the big challenges for families in Canada. I mean, if we start looking even at, even at uh, subsidized spaces in Calgary, for instance, and how much folks who make uh, under $30,000 in Calgary in family income, which is really not a tremendous amount of money for two parents and two kids, um, that certainly reduces the costs uh, to, to uh, $478 for, uh, for a preschool space, but that's still one of the highest subsidized costs in the country. So Calgary's fees, unsubsidized, are among the highest, and even the subsidized fees are also among the highest, even when you qualify. Uh, and so it, it can be a real challenge for folks. I mean, the other big challenge that, that came out a bit in that text is that um, child care is, is really a it's really meant for uh, people working days. So if you're working nights or you're working afternoons, there's very few options for you in terms of childcare, uh, even if you could pay for it, which is, which is a big expense. And so it can be a real challenge for folks that don't necessarily work from nine to five, which is, you know, a big, big portion of the population is working nights, working evenings. Uh, and oftentimes that's exactly what parents will do. They'll run split shifts, just like your, your texter described, so that they don't have to incur the high childcare costs, but they can both be relatively full-time employed and therefore pay for the cost of childcare. David, as I mentioned, your uh, reference to what Quebec is doing, it's a sore point for uh, a lot of Albertans, and we can go into equalization payments and everything else. But one texter says, the Quebec model isn't that great. There are only so many spots, and wealthy people that could afford to pay get those spots, therefore lower income lose out yet again. How familiar are you with the model in Quebec to be able to respond to that? Yeah, so the Quebec model um, is a sliding scale based on income. So it starts at the low end, uh, about $7.50 a day, uh, and it will go all the way up to $20 a day. That's the maximum. So Mm -hmm. if you're like a millionaire, you'd still only pay $20 a day. Uh, And so it used to be uh, around $7 a day for everyone, and that changed to two years ago, so that now it's it's a sliding scale. and so the two key features of childcare in Canada, it's not unique to Alberta or, or, or Calgary, is that, is that fees are high and wait lists are long. Yeah. Uh, in Calgary, fees are high, 
wait lists are not bad, actually. Um, they're, they're actually among the shorter uh, wait lists in, in the country, about, with about 60 centers maintaining, 60% of centers maintaining wait lists. It's usually around 100 in Ontario. Wow, okay. Um, but, but fees are high. Now, now, Quebec has the opposite problem, which is that fees are low, mm. but, but wait, lists, wait lists are still long. Uh, and so that is one of the challenges when, when, uh, when you provide lower fees is that, is that more people want to go back to work, more people want to use this as a service, and so you need to expand the system. And one of the challenges in Quebec is that um, as part of that expansion, certainly in some areas, wait lists can be long, uh, and they've actually seen a decline in quality um, because they haven't uh, expanded expenditures rapidly enough to keep up the, the, the quality measures. So, uh, you know, the low fees are not are not necessarily the only part of affordable childcare. You also want to make sure that you've got quality and you've got lowering wait lists at the same yeah. time. The space is um, available, fees, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but the, the fees themselves are often the, you know, the point that, that families see. Um, but long wait lists are not unusual. I mean, you certainly find them in Quebec, but you also find them in most of the big cities. Um, with, the Cal- with Calgary and Edmonton actually be, being not bad on wait lists, actually better than most of the cities in Ontario. David, I want to just sw- uh, slip in a, a quick phone call here and a question from Wayne. Hi, Wayne. What's your question for David? Wayne, are you still there? I think he gave up because I did say I was going to open up the phone lines at 3.30, so I thought I could squeeze one in there. But, David, you've set up the conversation for us, and as I said, I know there's always strong opinions when it comes to child care, whether or not tax dollars should be going to affordable child care, and what some families are facing when it comes to making that decision. But I'm glad you had some time for us today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. You bet. David McDonald, Senior Economist with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. There you have it. 403-974-8255. I want to turn it over to you. Would love to hear some real stories. Uh, that texter who said, you know, here's the reality for families in Calgary and how difficult it is. And I've also got a lot of texters saying, I don't want my tax dollars going to raise your kids, raise your own kids. We've got that conversation coming up next. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott. Weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.